Absolute Geek Podcast. It is a windy Tuesday night in Phoenix, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. I am Matt. And I'm Kyle. And it's just me and Kyle again this week as Jose has decided to take it upon himself to go on the epic quest to find the roommate who has been lost in Mordor for these many, many months. So he's packed up his chimichanga and he's off his wet. He, he left with a hobo bundle, and uh, which is, you know, the blanket on a stick. Mm-hmm. And he went about his merry way. He took off his shoes. He took off his shoes and his shirt. Because you got to do that shit barefoot. Yeah, and apparently shirtless. <laughs> and uh, he, he made his trip to Mordor. Godspeed, Jose. Hopefully you find Kellen or whatever it is you're looking for. And you come back to us safely soon. And maybe with hair. Maybe with hair. Maybe with hair. Um, we will keep your seat warm for you until you return from your your long journeys in Mordor. And hopefully you find the roommate. Right now we have a cold chimichanga sitting there. We, we do. We have a cold chimichanga. We have kicked around the idea of uh, putting a blow-up doll with your face <laughs> on it there. Um, but that didn't end well. No. Uh, we, we both agreed that... That's a little free, that's a little creepy. Yeah. And I, then... Uh, I didn't want to have to stare at a blow-up doll for... Yeah, and then the Kyle said something about maybe one of those CPR dolls, but they always got their, like, mouths open, and I was like, mm, that's just a little weird. Too inviting for you? Yeah, too inviting. <laughs> I, no, no. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so Jose is on his quest to find Kellen and Mordor, and we wish him the best of luck and safe return. Kellen's been there a long time. He has. I think he's lost. He's become one with Mordor. Maybe he just took... He took that final picture. Man, he had that <laughs> final black and white photo as he fell off the cliff. He just kept stepping, stepping back and stepping back, mm-hmm. trying to, trying to get the perfect frame. Yeah, trying to get per- framed up perfectly. Yeah. And he took it, and it ended up looking like a Facebook post, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Facebook profile picture from top down. Uh, my uh, the what do they call those the MySpace pictures, where it's like from the top down sideways, so people don't see how fat you are. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or how grotesque you are. Or Have you ever seen the ones where they are doing that, but you can see them in the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> I think or like are funny. you see the, like, their little brother pooping behind oh, them or something. <laughs> you see a big old dildo sitting Yeah. Oh. All right. I, I think I showed the one in the, the chat where the, they had the, the heroin and the needles sitting there, and they're doing a family photo in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But this is episode 84 of the Absolute Geek Podcast. If you've never listened to us before, this is, the epi- this is our show where we go through and review everything that's going on in the geek community and subculture. News, events, hot topics, everything like that. We talk about everything and anything. Nothing is off the table. We give our utmost in personal in-your-face responses. Uh, we, do not, we normally do not censor ourselves very much. And if but you yeah. do, you get that on the Patreon. Yeah, we let the show. good times roll, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> if we do censor ourselves, you get it on the Patreon. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and just jump right in and start where we always start this time of night. Fear the sucking dead. Oh, so we are one episode away from the mid-season finale. Yo, it's going to be a cliffhanger. It's gonna Prepare be a yourselves. Cliffhanger. Prepare your anuses, because it's going to be a cliffhanger. Prepare yeah. yourself, internet, for your uproar. <laughs> I think it's going to be more of a letdown. Probably. And you could tell that they, they're, what, they just decided, hey, we're just going to go with the Walking Dead script and we're just going to run with what we've already encountered before. Yeah, that's why it's, I tweeted out Sunday night on, and well, tweeted out and posted on Facebook that Fear the Walking Dead, as much as it wants to be individualized, it's still, after a season and a half, it still has not found its footing. It's not found its individuality. It's got all over the place, and now it's literally... Romeo, as of Sunday's episode, it literally became Romeo and Juliet with an interracial gay couple with zombies in yep. the zombie apocalypse. Because Stram and met his, his lover, who was bitten, whose mother was turning everybody into zombies with the, the communion wafers. Ain't that some shit? That is some shit. That bitch is brutal. And she's got the fucking Herschel complex, and that's where Kyle is like, well, this is the, running into the same ground, is it's the whole Herschel thing all over again from season two where they're not dead, they're just sick, and you can bring them back. And So now we have to, we're going through another show or another season of, you know what's going to end up happening now. Yep. They're going to let them out, and they're going to kill them. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to knock off the old lady. 
Because she ain't going to let it happen. She's going to go down fighting. I think she's going to die in the mid-season finale, and I think Chris is going to die in the mid-season finale. Because fuck that little psycho. Did you see that? He fucking... He was going to let her fucking die. Yeah, and then he was going to fucking gut her in her sleep. <laughs> Stupid. He wants to kill the daughter, too. Yeah. I mean, he is... But he's, I mean, but he's full blown Shane. Well, and that's when Shane was crazy too. When the when they were at Herschel's farm and they found the fucking uh, walkers in the barn. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was already full blown crazy by then too. And they were yep. they were really weary of Shane. Mm-hmm. So now we're back in season two. Yep, pretty much. Season two of Fear the Walking Dead is a carbon copy of Fear the Walking Dead season two, or of, of actual Walking Dead season two. Because instead of a farm, you're on a boat. Yeah. They spent way too much fucking time on that boat. Way too much time on the boat. They've left the boat and come back to the boat multiple times. So now it's They've had be... people come to the boat. <laughs> yeah. They've had people leave the boat. they forced people off the boat. And now you're coming to the point where they're in Mexico, and this woman is just slaughtering her old village because she doesn't think that people are dead. <laughs> and then she, you have the whole Romeo and Juliet thing where Stram's lover dies, and... He's gonna take the vanilla wafer poison, or the, well, he shot a vanilla. Yeah, well, at the end, yeah, yeah. He's gonna take the wafer poison and and join his lover in in eternal slumber, so they can spend forever together, just like the end of the Notebook. But then instead, he gave him a nine millimeter breath mint. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm starting to think that Robert Kirkman thinks we're stupid. I don't know if it's Kirkman because he's just an executive producer. I don't know. I think yeah, I thought he was helping write it. Was he? I don't know, but well, then the writers of the Fear of the Walking Dead think we're stupid. Well, I think so. I've said that from the beginning. I just, I just, I knew. I think, I think we've talked about. I know we've talked about this before, but knowing that, uh, knowing that, uh, you're, you're going to try to build up how, like how it was before it started mm-hmm. it just seemed like a dead end to me anyway because what they've already proved is they could only make it a season yeah they got they got one whole season of of a build up where there was people now it's just zombies everywhere that's all that you know what I mean there's they're, they're to the same point as they are in The Walking Dead in a sense too just like they walked into uh, the compound and just like many compounds and many things at mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, what do they have to do? They gave up their weapons. So, I mean, you've already, it's, you're already having feels of The Walking Dead. I mean, it's already to that point where it's just zombies and you're, you're coming across the living instead of well, the other way around. Here's a key difference between the two shows. Okay. Walking Dead, there's character development and growth for every single character in yeah. the show. Fear the Walking Dead is not like that. Uh-uh. Really... There has not been much character growth for Addison, the mother. She's pretty much the same person she was in the, in season one. Yes. Um, there hasn't been much character growth for Travis, the dad. He's pretty much, or the stepdad, he's pretty much where he was at the end of season one. The only person that really has the development is fucking... Nick, the, yeah. the crackhead. He yes. went from being worthless to being an... An, an, an asset. Asset, to- thank you. That's <laughs> what I was looking for, yes. An asset to that team, and... The fact that everyone, if anything, Addison is regressing because out of all these people telling her that how how bright Nick is and how he was meant for this world and, you know, he, he's going to shine here, she doesn't see it. She just wants to keep babying him. And she still sees him, him as, as a, a, a dope head. Yeah. And that there's just no character. But you, you've got a carbon copy. You've got Chris as Shane now going crazy. And, you know, it's, it's to the point where... It, there's no it has no identity is it the walking dead is it romeo and juliet you know what what the fuck next i don't know if they're trying too hard or they're not trying hard enough i'm not i I haven't figured out what it is but it just yeah you're right i mean with no character development it makes it hard to watch it sometimes because you're just like well because at least like in the walking dead you see these people change you see these this stuff happens and then you see a uh, you know, the the snowball effect of things that happen, good and bad. You're not really seeing that with these characters. You're seeing there's stuff's happening, but that's it. Like you think out of everything that they've gone through, you would. Do you think they'd still be more apt to doing what they need to do to survive? It doesn't seem like they're 
everyone there is doing what they need to do. Well, and the thing to me that cripples this show is the the poor writing. You know, they don't. There's no originality. You don't really care about these characters. Though, and like we said before, the one thing that made this show that the off that the producers of it said. This is what's going to make this show. This is what makes the show interesting is that you know more than the people on the show. That made it fucking annoying and hard to stomach. And then they just erase characters without even giving you a rhyme and reason as to where they went. Like Elias, the, the prophet. Yes, he just disappeared. He just disappeared. No, no rhyme or reason. You know, he's just gone. You don't know what happened to him. Nothing. Unless you're going to cover that some, some other time. <laughs> he's probably still chilling. Like, he's probably still alive. Yeah, he's probably walking around with a knife, fucking yep. murdering people. He's the new Daryl Dixon. Watch, he grows up and becomes Daryl Dixon. <laughs> By the time he gets across the country, <laughs> he's Daryl Dixon. He's, Darryl he's Dixon. Eugene. <laughs> he's Eugene now. He becomes Eugene. Uh, but yeah, Fear the Walking Dead. You need to regroup and hopefully find out where you're gonna go and hopefully kill some of these characters because that boat may be big, but it's a little crowded. Yeah. You know, I just... But, I mean, and we're, what are they actually going to do? They're going <laughs> to... They're going to stay in Mexico? I don't know. Because no, the I only other leave. thing they can do is they can get back on the boat and go where? Well, I don't think they'll get back on the boat, but I think they'll take a car and go by car. To where? Well... They've nuked everywhere. I, if I remember correctly... Uh, they said they uh, they napalmed the whole yeah, West Coast. I. I think where they're filming right now in Mexico, I believe that's not actually Mexico. I think it's Arizona. Oh, really? I think that because they remember they said they were going to oh, be like, filming like in Havasu Arizona, or like something, uh, or the Bullhead City or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So that could be. I don't know. I don't know if it's actually Arizona or not, but who knows what they're going to do? But they should do uh, Fear the Walking Dead Vegas. <laughs> they go to Vegas and play <laughs> slot machines. <laughs> they're just staying on the on the twenty fourth floor of the fucking. Uh, <laughs> Mandalay Bay or, or the yeah Mandalay Bay Caesar's Palace, they're up at the top of fucking they're they're still playing on the top of uh, what's the stratosphere yeah <laughs> they're bungee jumping off of it <laughs> stupid <laughs> that is stupid Z- zip lining through bur- <laughs> through downtown uh but I just I think they really have a lot to do. Because this season's written and filmed, but th- going into season three, I think they have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Speaking of that, this is more of a, a like, what the fuck Friday topic, but or question, but did you see the news story about that kid who pissed on a bunch of people going through the zip line through <laughs> Fremont Street? No. He whipped his Johnson out and started peeing on people as he was going overhead? Well, have you have you walked down Fremont Street yeah. where they're doing that? Because mm-hmm. it goes from one end of Fremont Street to, to the, the other. other. Yeah, he peed on people as he went through. I, I could see that, because there's a bunch of drunk assholes right. better fucking zip lighting <laughs> I'd be so fucking mad I would be pissed like I would be running literally I'd be pissed off <laughs> no you'd be pissed off yeah. pissed off but I would like well take a couple steps back or get ahead of him but I would be there at that stop that he uh whoop his ass something <laughs> fucking piss on him something something uh, hit him with a beer something I don't know yeah but Fear the Walking Dead just isn't isn't doing it for me and another person I'm sick and tired of seeing his face everywhere is fucking Chris Hardwick I like Chris Hardwick but dude Talking Dead for Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead Uh Talking Saul at midnight now you're gonna be at Talking Preacher they're gonna be Talking Preacher Talking Preacher it'd be better if they called it Preacher Talk Preacher Talk Confession (laughs) yeah just call it Confession uh, now, what do you think of that show? Now that we've seen a, quite a few more trailers, Peach Preacher, it, you know, I'm actually really, really excited for it. It's not, I'm not very familiar mm-hmm. with the the source material, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna keep it that way. I, I know some of too. our listeners are like, "Oh, well, you should on Twitter." They're like, "You should guys should go back and read Preacher, and it should be like a, a retro comic book review." And I was like, "That's a good idea," but I want to, I want to watch this this show from. A different perspective. I want to watch it without knowing the source material first, and maybe I can see what these people who don't read The Walking Dead see when they watch the show. Right. That's right. Usually, when I watch a show, I'm I'm pretty up on the source material, and this is the one I'm not. So I'm super stoked for that. Because now you just get to watch, yeah, like a regular, not a regular, yeah, you get to watch it like a regular person. 
Yeah, because I'm excited to see what the deal with Art's face is. Mm-hmm. The dude whose face looks like a butthole. <laughs> you know, I'm interested. in the guy who played Howard Stark is playing Preacher. Uh-huh. And it's got a lot of, uh, it's got an interesting cast, and it was directed by Seth Rogen, so. Yeah, he. I thought he produced it, too, or it, something. Yeah, something like that, but. Hey, I'm pretty excited. And there's another show that, that's coming out on AMC. What the fuck was it called? I don't know. You keep seeing they like munch the, the title away. It gets like bitten away. Uh, I don't know. Body and some. God damn it. I know. Outcast starts next month. I can't wait. Outcast starts the Friday, the first Friday of Phoenix Comic Con. Really. So it's Phoenix Comic Con Friday and Outcast Friday night. I wish uh, you got. To see, you said you got to see what the first three minutes. Where did you get to see that? Online? No, the, uh, during HBO, on HBO, the other night before Game of Thrones, they showed it before Game of Thrones. And they were wa- and then it was like, watch the new series from the creator of The Walking Dead Outcast on Cinemax. So it's just the first three minutes, but it was still pretty intense. Did it show like a... I seen like one... Was it... It was like a the actual first three minutes, or was it like a commercial of the first three no, minutes? No, it was like the first three minutes. Not the actual first three minutes, but it was three minutes of footage. Like it zoomed episode. in on... I'm trying to... Because I've seen a couple different trailers for it. Because you get to see... You get to see Kyle. You get to see his wife, his ex-wife, his daughter, the cop. Uh-huh. Um, the, the devil, the minister, or the preacher, the priest... Uh-huh. Um, you get to see um, the, like pretty much the main cast of characters we've been introduced to so far. Oh man, I'm excited about I'm that. I'm super stoked for that. I, I think that, that book is gonna this, that comes out tomorrow. And that book is gonna skyrocket. If you have that book, that book is gonna skyrocket. I have. I have that book. I have that book too. I have three copies of that book. Number one. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> and I have three copies of number two and three copies of number three. No, I only got three copies of number one. And then I just said. Fuck it. I like this book. I'm just gonna... Yeah, it was really, really good. Super oh, awesome. you know what book does come out tomorrow? I know it's Second Sight. Yeah, you like that book. I was tweeting at him about it. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. That's the one thing I really like about Twitter. Is you actually get to talk to people. Like, people they that normally... you could normally could never... That are never would never be obtainable yeah. to talk to unless you were at a convention or... Bumped into him at Starbucks. Yeah. Like, you can actually... Hey, nice work. Hey, thanks a lot. But like, then it, it pertains to how much of an asshole are they. Are they going to actually write you back, or are they going to be scumbags? I found that, like, 70% of people were actually pretty... Like, yeah. If you have something funny to say or important to say, they'll wait back to you. Like, the second sight people, man, they said, oh, it's coming, a new issue coming out tomorrow. And I was like, can't wait, awesome book. And that's yeah. all I wrote. Mm-hmm. And they liked it. Liked it, retweeted it, thanks. You know nice. what I mean? Nice, Kyle. Yeah. There it is. Twitter for Kyle. Getting better right. and better every day. So there we go ahead. We've covered Fear the Walking Dead, and we've kind of gone off a little bit of topic here, but let's get into tonight's show. And we're going to start here with NBC has greenlit um, Powerless, a single-camera sitcom set in the world of DC Comics. Oh, it's single camera? It is. I fucking don't not like single camera. You don't like single cameras like The Office or nope. Parks and Rec or The Muppets Was? Um, Community didn't like any of them. So the synopsis for this is Emily, a spunky young insurance adjuster specialized in regular people coverage. Um, again, uh, I can't read. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I can't read on this. I've been told by people you can't read on this, but I still try to read on it because I feel like it's important. And, um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, it, well, so, Emily, a spunky young insurance adjuster specializing in regular people coverage against damage caused by the criminal crime fighters, superheroes. Um, it's when she stands up for one of the larger-than-life figures after an epic battle messes with her commute she accidentally becomes a cult hero in her own right, even if it's just for her group of lovable, quirky co-workers. Now, while she's navigating her normal, everyday life against the explosive backdrop, Emily might just discover that being a hero doesn't always require superpowers. This show has starred Van- this show stars Vanessa Hudgens as Emily, co-stars Alan Tadike, Danny Pudai from uh, Community, and Christina Kirk. Um... 
and it's going to display uh, the first hero in the show is going to be DC's Comics Crimson Fox. Cool. So basically, from what I've heard about this show, is you're going to get a bunch of of uh, different heroes that come in and out, and it's going to be like so like they're idolized. So you'll see like magazine covers with like Hawkman on them, or you know, um, does you know worshiping worshiping a demigod or a, a yeah demigod like Wonder Woman actually m- you know mean you're worshiping God and and things like that and I think this is actually a really really cool idea I'm surprised somebody hasn't done it before right I actually think it's a really good idea too. because you always see like all the destruction like Man of Steel in uh, Batman Superman could you imagine who has to fucking clean up that mess clean up and ensure like you have to have I guarantee they have to sell an outrageously priced superhero insurance. Probably. In case in case a superhero destroys your house. Yeah. You know, it, Superman just threw Doomsday through my house. I need it insured. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sorry we didn't cover uh, Doomsday. <laughs> but you can imagine how, you know, think about your normal commute to work and how so much more stress that would be if, you know, B- Batman just blew a building up and now you're sitting in traffic and can't get to work. It's kind of like back to the... Remember, what was that Will Smith movie where he was a superhero? Oh, Hancock? Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, he would... Same thing. He was just kind of a superhero, but remember, he'd fuck up... Remember, like, the when he met Jason Bateman, and he fucking yeah. fucked the train up, remember? And he mm-hmm. pushed the car on top of the other car. Yeah. But I think it's kind of cool. You get to see it. It's almost like uh, you're, you're seeing it from the other side, like uh, Hank... Uh, the comic that we want to do the comic review on. Oh, um... Uh, b- b- Huck, no, no. Oh no, Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra. That you know, what I mean, you're, now you're kind of seeing it from the other side. You're not yeah. seeing the action. You're seeing the, uh, the everyday man. The everyday, yeah, and that's what's kind of cool. I yeah, think that's, that's why I really liked it too. That's why it's, it's the everyday man and the superheroes. They're in the backdrop. They're not. But this is it's it's more. Than, I mean, they've filmed episodes. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they have. They haven't. Re- I know they sh- they showed a trailer for it. Uh huh. Um, but it hasn't leaked online yet. That means it's not filmed yet. <laughs> but, um, it, yeah, well, I mean, they showed pictures of, like, Crimson Fox and things like that. So it, it looks really interesting. And, I, I, like I said, I really like that idea, like, the everyday man. And So they're, like, insurance salesmen. Yeah. She's an insurance <laughs> adjuster. That's fucking funny. So, like, instead of, you know, the superhero movie being about the superhero and the everyday man's in the backdrop, this is a show about the everyday man and the superheroes in the so backdrop. It's like Colin State Farm. Yeah. Jake from State Farm. Yep. That's what it's like. <laughs> At three in the morning. Yep. Except it's a hot Vanessa Hudgens. Oh. And she's not wearing khakis. There's this movie that she's in. I think she's in a band. Um, Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking oh, about. She's so hot in that movie for some reason. I don't know what you're talking about. But that, I'm super excited for that show. Coming to NBC this fall. Is it? NBC this fall. WNBC. <laughs> Harley Quinn to get her own movie. According to Hollywood Reports, Warner Brothers is moving ahead with Suicide Squad spinoff movie featuring Margaret Robbie's Harley Quinn. Early word is that the actress is also said to be producing the film. And it's supposed to follow her new 52 run, if you're reading that. And it's supposed to contain uh, other female villains. Um, supposedly, early word is Poison Ivy, Power Girl, um... So if you're reading your Harley Quinn run, you probably expect much of the same just in the movie theater, in the movie, big screen. You think they big would screen? be... The big screen? You think they would be... They would wait to see... I mean, I guess Strike by the Iron's hot. Harley Quinn's super hot. Everyone likes yeah. Harley Quinn right now. But I'd, you'd almost want to see how we react to the, her in Suicide Squad before you want to give it her own standalone movie. Well, I think that's the she's the main draw behind Suicide Squad is everybody wants to see Harley Quinn. No, I want to see Jared Leto. No one, pff, no, yeah. no. Ask Andy. I don't care what you and Andy say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't care that you and him have boners for Jared Leto. <laughs> you both have tattoos on your ass and say Jared Leto's cock here. I insert here. <laughs> yeah, insert Jared Leto's cock here. But I don't know. I I Fucking, think. It, <laughs> tattoo on your face that says reserved for Jared Leto cream pie. Take your hair on my cheek. Yeah. <laughs> says damaged across the top and then Jared Leto cream pie on your cheek and a little dot outline of what It just says Jared Leto cream pie. Uh, it's it's in, it's just okay. text. But I don't know. I just think because what happens if this, like, she bombs as, I mean, she probably won't, but 
what happens if like Suicide Squad bombs and I, I guess they would just cancel it but I think Suicide Squad she's gonna be the best thing in that, in that movie think so yeah yeah I I like Will Smith but I don't have much faith in him right now especially after after Earth Earth welcome to Earth I was watching it through the day and I, I couldn't wait for that part and then uh, when he did a concussion and I don't know I, I like Will Smith a lot but I don't know how he's gonna play Deadshot what are we some kind of Suicide Squad yeah I don't know how he's gonna play Deadshot I don't know I'm gonna reserve my opinion for seeing the movie I mean, I'm still excited to see it I don't think it's gonna bomb just I don't think I will see a Harley Quinn movie though unless it's like really good cause she's almost too Deadpool-y now yeah and it's to the point where she's so oversaturated that I used to be a huge Harley Quinn fan and I've lost it's, it's been so oversaturated so like shoved on your throat that I've pretty much lost interest in her well, too she is kind of like Deadpool like she just like, like exploded yeah like I mean look at that Batman Adventures 12 well and now they've started making her break the fourth wall like Deadpool does and it, it they've started coupling her up with Deadpool yeah it, artists have started doing that fanfic with her and Deadpool and it's just it's become way too too much if Jose were here he would reference some filthy casual yeah probably <laughs> something filthy casual blah 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 yeah people don't know that Harley Quinn booty <laughs> and, and it sucks because that's not how she originally was you know so they've changed her quite a bit since her original um, I like her as I like her more like how she is in the movie and Instead of class, yeah, I wasn't a fan of classic like Jester Harley. Like I like it when she's in that costume with like the long blonde hair, but I'm not mm. a big fan of like the the hat. Yeah, I like the sexier look. Yeah, the more that's because we're perverts. Yeah, we are old perverts. Yes, that's true. The Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman says Rick will die, eventually. Eventually, you know the way Robert Kirkman. Everybody that, dies eventually. Yes, says. They will all die eventually. After all, Rick is only human. I mean... Yeah. I like that he roasted some kid as he did it, though. Did you see that? Uh, he roasted this fucking kid on Twitter. Um, you know, uh, what was it? He, like... Um, I can't remember what the kid said. I'll have to look it up. But he, this kid, like, wrote something, like, weird grammar. Like, <laughs> um... I can't remember. Like, I, I'll have to look it up. But he fucking roasted this kid. On Twitter, or not Twitter, but on this Reddit AMA, and in his response to him, he's just like, "Yeah, he he'll eventually everyone eventually everyone dies," and then, you know, I I agree that Rick has to die, and a lot of people are speculating that Rick it'll he'll go long enough to pass the reins over to Carl, and then he'll he'll die. I think it would be kind of cool if they uh, if they uh, kill him during the Alpha War. The Walker War or the uh, Whisper War or Whispers War or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a little too early to kill him off now, don't you think? Did you see that AMC and Robert Kirkman are doing the history of comic books? No, I didn't. That's exciting. If you go up, it's actually I seen a comic book resource earlier today. Yeah. I like I like the fact that Robert Kirkman came out in the same AMA and acknowledged that he has a an ending in mind for Walking Dead. And then he finishes with it's a long time away. It's way, way, way away. Well, why would you ruin something where you're making a ton of money on? Right. Until that show falls off, you fucking milk it for everything it's worth, right? I'm trying to to find this Robert Kirkman thing. Uh, Here it is. Um, So he says in the AMA, the question is, do Rick die? And Robert (laughs) Robert responded with, he do eventually so he like basically roasted this kid, <laughs> this dude for his poor grammar, in his response, and I, I thought that was fucking perfect. That was that was classic Kirkman response. But even his response that they all die eventually. After all, Rick is only human. Yeah, they're only human. He might as well write. Uh, he must. He might as well have written uh, Libra before it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like. You can take that as. How well, I- everyone know. I I think it's common knowledge that you know Rick's gonna eventually die. Well, of course he's going to kill him off. Something's going to happen. He can't... He can't run it forever. Someone's got to catch him slipping. It just makes me wonder if it's going to be Negan. 
or if he's just going to die of old age or he's going to get himself in a predicament he can't get out of. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be at the hands of Negan, but I think it's going to be, I think he's going to be like watching and enjoying. He might be, Negan might be long dead by that point. Yeah. But he's almost one of those characters too that he's such a huge fan favorite that it's stupid to kill him off right now. But that, I guess that's the way you keep a book interesting then, right? You know, it'd kind of be cool, too, if he even, you know, saying this again, but the Whisper War. Yeah. If they got it to a, like, if Alpha and Beta got to a to a point where they didn't need Negan and let him help infiltrate to a certain point, they... They often? Yeah. I think Negan's going to kill them both. You think so? Yeah. He's, he's going to see something he doesn't like, and he's going to... Yep. He's going to say, fuck this, I'm he's running gonna, this shit. He's going to get his his zombie skin that's loose in the crotch for his giant massive dong. <laughs> as he so elegantly put it. And But, I don't know. I'm I. It's only common sense. I think that Rick's going to die. Um, do I think it will happen soon? No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be later on down the line when he hands everything off to Carl. And uh, we'll see what happens. But... More Walking Dead, because if you haven't had enough of it yet, Chris Daughtry, musician Chris Daughtry, auditioned for The Walking Dead. I'm so glad they didn't pick him. <laughs> uh, Chris Daughtry, if you don't know, is an accomplished, talented musician and comic book artist. Uh, he did a cover for Batman 50. Um, is just getting started and looking to expand his horizons. He revealed that he spent the better part of last year auditioning for the role of Dwight on AMC's The Walking Dead a role that was later given to actor Austin Emilio. Good. I'm glad Austin Emilio got it. I don't like him as Dwight. He doesn't fit the character. He seems he too... fits s- better than Chris Daughtry yes. does. Well, mm, I don't know. Because he's very skinny, and he's not the same type of Dwight that's in the comic book. I get it. It's just not it's fitting not of... match that much, though. Andrew Lincoln's pretty damn close to Rick. And... Ne- uh, Negan, if they would have went with um, Henry Rollins, like Abraham's kind of close. They're all very close. They're not bad. Um, I I don't think he doesn't remind me of Dwight though. No, but the guy they got playing Dwight doesn't really remind me. It's of It's closer either. than him. That's just what I think. But but yeah, I I don't know. I'm so glad he didn't get it. I don't mind. I like I like his music, and he's a he's a pretty damn good artist. Like. You like his music? Uh, yeah. Like, when you were saying Did something you like about... you like it when he was on uh, American Idol? Yeah. Well, you said something about him doing a, a cover months ago to Batman 50, a variant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Chris Daughtry? You were like, yeah. I was like, Chris Daughtry? Like, the singer Chris Daughtry? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. I was like, I didn't even know he was a fucking comic book artist. I didn't know, I didn't know that until he made that uh, cover. So, that's uh, that's cool to Daughtry, I guess. Like, fucking right on. Way to try, I guess. And good luck next time. Because you didn't get the part. <laughs> Um, Maybe he can be uh, Head Explode Walker. <laughs> Number four. Yeah. Uh, this next story I found really, really interesting. Kevin Smith to take his talents to Arrow next. After Kevin Smith directed the episode of Flash that aired this past Tuesday that earned praise from all fans of the DC television universe, um, be- all the fans of the DC universe began... Um, clamoring. Ma- yeah, basically <laughs> clamoring. <laughs> Clamoring for Smith to take his talents to Arrow as well. Smith uh, stated that he has no desire to direct an episode of Arrow. However, I I would, though, like to write on Arrow. I would love to jump in for one or two episodes and just to bring Onomatopoeia to life. His character, Onomatopoeia, I think that'd be amazing. I actually, if you listen to our interview with Scott Snyder, we did it from WonderCon, I asked him about Onomatopoeia. I said, have you ever thought about doing a book with lesser-known characters like Calendar Man or Onomatopoeia? He kind of brushed over Onomatopoeia and went to Calendar Man, but I still asked a fucking question. (laughs) Give me points. Um, But I would love to see Onomatopoeia on Arrow because he's he's just a different kind of villain, man. I'm still surprised that Kevin Smith hasn't written an episode of Arrow yet. Look at his writing lately. Yeah. It'll be like fucking dick. You'll have Oliver Queen making dick and fart jokes. You'll have Jane Silent and Bob selling drugs. No. As fucking, fucking uh, Diggle that. tries to bust him. <laughs> yeah. 
Whoa, Serpico. <laughs> yeah. Fucking trying to bust him, and you'll have Jay, like, filling the cup every time he sees fucking uh, That's the one thing Red that, Arrow, if Speedy. He, if he fight, if he writes an episode of Arrow, do not fucking write Jay in it. Why? And he had an awesome cameo in the Flash episode. I know. I bust my mom's car! Yeah. That is perfect. He, we could have done without it, though. Yeah, it was a nice touch. It was a nice little Easter egg. But I wouldn't mind him going to Arrow. I wouldn't mind him writing an episode, though. Yeah, well, it depends on how well he does. I don't I don't know his writing style. Who's fit? I don't know if Kevin Smith's writing style lately would fit. I think he would adjust I think, it. I think, he would, I think he would revert back to... I think God he, damn it, he's already written fucking... Arrow, Green Arrow once. I think he... Well, yeah, the comic book. I think he would go, definitely go... It wouldn't be that. Back. It wouldn't be that hard for the transition. No. To, well, I'm talking, like, he's got to make the transition. As from long like, as he doesn't make, like, that stupid sausage thing that's in that dumbass movie he's got coming out, I think we'll be all right. The Bratsy? Fucking oh Bratsy up, baby. Um, I just think, you know, he'd have to revert from the this, this classic stoner smoker to... Writing Green Arrow. I don't think it would be hard for him. Writing dra- drama in... I don't know. He doesn't seem to be a very good drama. If he can go to Degrassi, he could write a That's drama. That's true. I forgot about Degrassi. <laughs> uh, you proved me wrong, Kyle. On Degrassi. 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 Uh, Supergirl gets renewed for season two, and the series is moving to the CW. So, yeah, basically the CW picked up uh, Supergirl for next season and moved the whole production to Vancouver. So, Supergirl will get season two, but it's going to be on the CW. So, that means it's going to have the cheesy music and the... No, it means it's going to be done right. It's not going to be all... Hopefully, it's well, not all bright and bubbly, and hopefully we, it matches the same tone along the <laughs> lines of, like, Arrow and Flash. But it's not a show that's directed towards me. It's a show that's directed toward, at girls. Yeah. No, I mean, Arrow still has undertones of the old-school CW. Yes, like both like Flash doesn't as much. Like, Not as much, but it, they both It's do. real hit and miss, but like the beginning of this season of Flash of Arrow, like Arrow they, is they had gone away Creek from with it. Superheroes. Yes, because they had kind of gone away from it in the season prior when they thought they were. Not gonna come back, and yeah. then when they came back for the beginning of the season, it was full blown CW cheese, and then they eased off of it again. Oh, when Ollie made the transition to Green Arrow, when he was gonna be like the Family Man, and yes, and then he got suckered back into it. Like it's got that CW cheese to it, like, which I mean, I think it's good for those shows to be on CW though. So I, I might actually give season two of. They do a good job on it. Supergirl, I might give it a try. They do a real good job on it. You probably won't. I I don't know. I only watched... The only episode I watched of Supergirl was the first one, the pilot, and then the Flash crossover. And both of those were enough to make me not interested in it. So, I mean, if you're interested in that shit, more power to you, but it is just not my cup of joe. So it must have not got very good ratings on CBS. It got good ratings since it was too expensive because they were filming it in L.A., so it was too expensive to do. Why don't they just film it somewhere else then? Well, that's why they went to the CW and they're going to film it in Vancouver, where they're already set up to and film Arrow and Flash and. Oh, they do that in Canada. Yeah, they, I knew they did Arrow there. I didn't know they did Flash there. Yeah, they both they do it all in Vancouver. That's where they did Deadpool too, didn't they? Uh, I'm not sure. You get hella good tax breaks for doing that shit though. I think they did it. In Canada. They should do it here. A lot of mov- a lot of movies are filmed in Michigan. Like Batman Superman was all filmed in Michigan because it's. Super good it's tactic. already destroyed, so make it worse. <laughs> oh, that's it fucked out. up. That's <laughs> fucked up. Sorry to my fellow fellow Michiganders that fucking just had to sit through that. I've never even been there, so fucker. Uh, DC Comics launches Go a new logo and chill <laughs> yeah, out. Right? DC Comics launches a new logo for the DC Universe, and it's very um. Yep. I don't even know how to describe. I it. I think that explains exactly how this rebirth is going to be. Yeah. Bad bad so the new logo will debut on the cover of the dc universe rebirth special number one next week written by jeff johns and featuring a team of high profile artists rebirth represents the next chapter in the ongoing saga of the dc universe mixing traditional values and modern aesthetics in a statement dc entertainment senior vice president of marketing and global financing and management jesus christ the guy's got a long title right and the um 
said the launch of the new logo is the perfect tribute to DC's legacy, existing, existence, future, and most importantly, our fans. I don't know if they they think they've modernized it. Look, I don't know what I don't know what their thought on they that was. They haven't modernized it at all. It's fucking very slimmed down. It's very um, minimalist. But that's why I'm saying is that is that what the, their idea of thinking that they modernized it by making it? Yeah. New? I really liked the. I like the new fifty two one. Yeah, but people people complained. I mean, if you Everybody look at bitches. if you look at all the old DC logos, it, they're right. It is very classic. It does look very classic DC because mm. it's how all the logos were before they added like the fucking star swoop around the DC. But it's just it's not eye catching. It's not like awesome. It doesn't make me want to go read DC comics. Uh-uh. It doesn't get me excited for Rebirth. Like the- you can't brainwash me. I sat through your goddamn. <laughs> press release you can't brainwash me rebirth is a fucking reboot you had to fight on stage to say it wasn't a reboot and you're you're gonna you think that because you change your logo it's gonna brainwash people no bueno here it is here's i yeah the new 52 i would have to say it's probably my favorite DC logo. The yeah, the the DC like peeling away with the black box around it. Yeah, from like the yeah, that's that's probably one of mine too. I love that logo. Yeah, because I mean, it matched, that's what they did for the movies. That's yeah. What, now you got this new logo, and it fucking. I mean, sucks. I guess it's closer to like the seventies DC yeah. logo. Yeah, it's closer. Like I said, it has a lot of undertones of the classic DC logo, but it's just not. It's not doing it for me, boss. Uh, I'm gonna. Gonna pass. Yeah, pass old on that one. Uh, Transformers Five gets a title. The fifth installment in the Transformers franchise is titled Transformers: The, la- the Last. This is the last Night. one we swear. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg is returning to the franchise after debuting in the 2014 Age of Extinction, as well as Michael Bay will be returning to direct the film. Explosions! Everywhere. Explosion-gasm. Everywhere. Uh, That's what I like about Michael Bay. uh, Next story. Agent Carter could be reporting for duty at Netflix. That would be a good place for Agent Carter. Uh, You know, I was really sad about this. Um, Following the cancellation of the beloved Marvel series by ABC... One fan launched a petition to try and get Agent Carter picked up as a Netflix series. Uh, at the time of recording this, the petition is sitting at 80,369 supporters. And I am one of those people. Really? I absolutely am. Because I couldn't I, get into it. I loved this show. I loved the the time period. I loved the way they made it look. I loved the... F- it, it was just a great show. I, honestly, I feel Agent Carter for the first two seasons was way better than anything Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has given us. I can't stand that show. I don't know how that show keeps getting renewed. That show is a hot pile of trash. <laughs> you know, they are doing the dumbest shit with the Inhumans. Yeah. It, it just doesn't, like, it doesn't tickle my fancy. It doesn't tickle my butthole. This show never, I, I always, caught, every time I try to watch it, the show caught me on my phone. Haley Atwiler running around. Dude, no, thank you. I will watch it all day <laughs> long. Jarvis. I, I really enjoyed this show, and I would love to see it brought back to Netflix because it's brought one of those shows Netflix? or brought yeah brought to Netflix it's one of those shows that it, clearly ABC just was like well we we need to make room for other shows because they axed this they axed the Muppets and then they've got some other show coming out with her but I've loved Agent Carter and I really hope that Netflix picks it up now do I really think it's gonna happen probably not we saw with Constantine how well a petition does and doesn't we, do we've shit we've seen how it does but, with every but, you know, we've seen it work for Family Guy. We saw it work for Futurama. Both of those shows were canceled and came back after they gained popularity again. And now, somehow, Family Guy keeps making shows, and I don't think anybody watches it anymore. I don't watch Family Guy anymore. I watch it. Do you really? Every fucking Sunday. I can't stand Family Guy anymore. Really? The last episode was fucking funny. I, I just cannot they, they stand They nominated it Chris as, uh, as prom king to make fun of him. Yeah. They, thought, they thought he was fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so they did it. And then his the prom queen was the girl that got killed two weeks ago in a car accident. <laughs> See, <laughs> shit like that is so stupid. It's so dumb. I, that show stopped being funny after, like, season three. No. 
It's fucking fun. But there's good references from. Uh, here's hoping that Agent Carter comes back and moves to Netflix. All right, now we're moving on to our serious topic of the night. Oh shit! One that is gonna make me rage, <laughs> and I will probably get up and leave. Is it time to change how San Diego Comic Con operates with all the off season? Uh, with all the off season drama um in negativity the comic-con international has found itself wrapped around in um mainly due to the way that they handle attendance to this this mecca convention the convention that everybody wants to go to the way they handle you know um attendance the way you have to get your your badges the way you have to get your hotels the way you have to do your parking, it's pretty much a lottery for everything. You have to queue up, you have to sit in line for everything. If nobody's been to San Diego Comic-Con before, <clears throat> last year was our first year, and it was it was pretty pretty flawless because we were trying to do it all by the seat of our pants. <laughs> and it, we pulled it off. We did. But trying to actually plan it, when we've sat here and said, this year we're not hotel hopping, we're staying in the same hotel all four nights. Last year we hotel hopped. We stayed at three different hotels. <laughs> Not hotel hopping. Trying to get badges. The biggest fucking thing that pissed me off right at the beginning was a less than a week's notice before pre-sale went on sale. So you had less of a week, less than a week's notice the badges were going up to, to get early pre-sale badges. Yep. And to me, that tells me that they tried to do that to catch people off guard to make it so that there was more um, general public badges to go through, which I understand. And that's fine. We did that. I think they're trying to... It seems like they're trying to figure out a way... I wouldn't say to make it fairer. But yeah, there's so many people trying to go that they have to make... They have to make it so that... Because if we all just know three weeks in advance and everybody else doesn't, then it's the same rotation of people. And I kind of see that. And I like that because I just want to be that rotation of people. Yeah. But I think they have to make it harder just because there's so many people trying to go. Like, it took me five years straight to get tickets. Trying to be, you know what I mean, like, plotting and planning and sitting there. And it, it took me five years mm-hmm. to get tickets. Yeah. And I, I just, I think what's happened now is that's what they're doing. They have their, I think that they think they're making it fairer by making everything so quick. But they're not. It's hurting people. Because not just that. So we got one badge on pre-reg. Yep. Then we got three badges on general admission. Yeah. And I got in both times. I was the only one that got in both times. Okay. So then WordPress, we do this podcast. We applied for press applications. We got accepted for WonderCon. We've been accepted for Phoenix. We've been accepted pretty much every convention we've applied to. We applied to this convention back in the first week of December. It is now the middle of May. It is the 16th of May. And we still have not heard back yet. They, all they did was took care of the people that were already, didn't have to renew, that already were guaranteed a badge. So they have not yet released any new press badges. They have not took the time to email us to say, hey, listen, you didn't get in. Sorry, better luck next time. (laughs) I would accept that. But I want an email that says, listen, you didn't do it. You, you, you took your shot. You struck out. I would like it to if what what criteria was it met to? Because yeah. because you know remember filling it out there was there was a there was like what five different criteria that we had to meet. The only thing that I I think that maybe we don't meet is that we're not big enough in the industry. We're not involved enough in the industry, which I would love to change. We don't do a lot of um, interviews with people. But the people we do interviews with are people are interviews people want to hear. Scott Snyder, you know, you did the one with Kevin Eastman, um, T- Tom King, um, Tim Seeley, Tim Seeley, Cena Grace, Kevin. Sm- well, we didn't really get an interview with Kevin Smith, but he <laughs> introduced the show for us. You know, Kyle Higgins. Like we've done interviews with some of the hottest people in comics right now. But that's fine. If we're not good enough yet, that I understand. We've only been at this. For a little over a year, oh, almost two years, that's fine. I understand, but I would love to know what criteria we did not meet. Yeah, I would and too. how we did not meet it, so we can work on that. 
Um, the other thing is that our friend Kristen, who's a friend of the show and has been on the podcast a lot, is also a journalist, and she got press passes to go. But her and I were all looking to room together. Her and I were both put on the hotel waiting list. They have finalized the hotel list, and they have did every the, the time deadline for cancellation has come and passed. We are still waiting to hear what hotels are open up for waitlisters. Nobody knows. There's no discussion. There's no updates on their Twitter. There's no updates on their Facebook. It's all a fucking guessing game. Maybe there's not enough people they have helping run this. They have another company. They, have, they hired a company called uh, OnCue to take care of the housing. So They it, just shit the bed then. So not only that, not only that, they let people that did not even have badges into the hotel queue. So people could queue up to get a hotel room that didn't even have a fucking badge to the convention. Oh, now people are selling their hotel rooms. And, yeah, and now people are selling their hotel rooms that can't get into the convention because they don't have badges. That is the biggest crock of shit ever. I think if you're going to have a queue for badges, you're going to make people do that, you're going to have a lottery for badges, it should be, if you have a badge, that's the only way you get into the hotel sale. Yeah, it should be just like when you, if you're available for the pre-reg queue... Mm-hmm. You, you get a code that you have to sign in with. And not only not only that, but these people have five, six, seven people staying together. They all enter the hotel queue. They all probably got hotels and were like, yeah, book this one, book that one, book that one. And then released it and all decided to stay at one. And now there's hotel rooms that we could be booking that they're not releasing to us. And you look online and hotel prices are... Astronomical. Astronomical. The, the Holiday Inn we stayed at last month, or last year for $100, $150 a night... It's four hundred fifty bucks a night. Like that's people are staying in Tijuana, and driving to the convention because of that. I didn't even think about doing that. But you have to have a passport. I don't have a passport. Just go, just go online and get one. It's not that simple. Yes, it is. I thought there was a lot more stricter rules to getting a passport. No, you go online and get a fucking passport. You, you, there's a couple f- forms that you give them, and then you get a passport. But like, I'm not gonna get a passport just to go to San Diego Comic Con. San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> Because Tijuana is not that far. It, it's not, but then you also have to keep in mind that they had a lot. They have a lottery for parking, so if you don't win parking, you have nowhere to park. Uber from TJ. That's a hell of an Uber bill. You think so? <laughs> yeah. It's like ten minutes. No way. It's a lot farther than that from TJ. From Tijuana? Yeah. I'm sure it's a lot farther than ten minutes, but that's that's <laughs> if you can get an Uber. Then you're looking at exchange rates and... It, no, you, you cross the border and yeah. get into California and you get first. fucking robbed by the Uber driver. You know, dude, this guy wants you to pick him up at the border. Fuck that. Every Uber driver in the world is going <laughs> to deny you. Uber from TJ to the Comic-Con. Come on. But that, that's my, my biggest thing is that they let these people... Okay, here. Tijuana to the San Diego airport. Let's see if I can find out. <laughs> it's super far, isn't it? Uh, let me see. Well, kind of was looking that up. My main point is that we did things the way we were supposed to. And in return, are getting fucked over for it and pushed on the, the back burner because... It's 15 miles. We don't have a place to... St- well, we do, but we don't have a place that we want to stay to stay. We have to deal with a shitty hotel room in Chula Vista. How far is that away, though? Because, but you got to remember the shuttle there, routes and all that, too. There's a trolley. For, in the trolley is like five miles. But the, there's a trolley out of Tijuana. Is there? Yeah. Fuck that. I don't want to stay in Tijuana. I'm not dealing that. Getting robbed and shit. No, thank you. But my main point is that, still, like, you're going <laughs> to... You're gonna let people that don't even have passes. No, there should be apply for hotels. You should only be able. To, you should be able to get a queue. You you should be able to get a an, a number to enter the queue. Only they submit it only to people that have badges. Yeah, I agree. Or you should be able to do it right when you book the fucking ticket. They already know what the dates are. So when you're in queue, it says, "All right, you have got tickets to San Diego Comic Con. What days do you want? What hotel do you want to stay at?" Yeah. Do it all right there. And I understand they space it out to give people time to, to save money, but 
at this point, there's a lot of people pissed off because they have got tickets to go to San Diego Comic-Con and they have nowhere to stay. And that was us last year. And that was us last year. But we hotel hopped and it worked out. (laughs) But these hotels now are, you know, $200 Friday or $200 Wednesday night, $200 Thursday night, $500 Friday night, $500 Saturday night, $500 Sunday night. Yep. I understand the inflation for the weekend, but the fuck? <laughs> and you, you've got people that are booking Airbnbs. And then you have people from Airbnb dropping those people because they booked at a low price and turn around and sell and reposting them for thousands of dollars. <laughs> and Comic-Con is saying nothing about any of this. My, my biggest gripe with this is that they do not... They do not have good communication. They don't tell people what's going on. And this goes to show that San Diego Comic-Con has outgrown San Diego. You're right, it has. It's outgrown. But we've learned that even if they move to the L.A. Convention Center where they've been talking about going, what a clusterfuck that is because look at WonderCon. They should move it to Vegas like they've been talking about. They've got to move it to somewhere that can accommodate all these people. Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, Las Vegas wouldn't be bad, but... It would be awesome yeah have you, that's true four days you are in San Diego where all the stars are where you're getting the movie press releases but that, that getting, time of year it, well sorry I didn't mean to cut you off I just I was like oh shit I don't want to lose it but go ahead it's cheap in, it's cheap in the summer yeah well that's what I was about to say is that <laughs> San Diego you're 70 degrees 80 degrees in the middle of July or end of July and well I don't think it got above 75 when we were there last year I'm used to the heat. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll walk around Vegas in 100 degree weather. I don't fucking care. How, how, you're not going to be, dude, everything that they're going to do in in Las Vegas will be inside of a uh, casino. Yeah. So there will be no outside nothing. Yeah. It would be, it would be great. Yeah. (laughs) So the base convention would be in the convention center. And there is, Thousands of rooms. There would be no need for a hotel lottery because there is nothing but fucking hotels there. Yeah. And thousands and thousands of rooms. There's probably more rooms than there would be people. Yeah. It would be great. You could have people partying together. You know, they could have the after parties and hotel casinos. You could sit with fucking at a fucking blackjack table. Yeah. Dude, I like that idea. You fucking sold me on that I, one. I would love for Comic-Con to be in Vegas. I mean, because, like, going to San Diego, a lot of these stars live in L.A. They live in... That jump to Las Vegas is pretty close to the jump of... To San Diego. To San Diego. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's if they live in L.A., I mean, it's an hour to, to San Diego. But getting to Las Vegas is nothing. Yeah. It's easy. People... Do not mind going to Las Vegas. Nobody minds going to Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Oh shucks, gotta go to Vegas this weekend. Damn. Darn. I mean, they wouldn't. They couldn't call it San Diego Comic Con. They just call it Comic Con International. Yeah. You know, and put it in the convention center. All the all the outside stuff that normally you know the, that are outside would just be in, would just be in the surrounding hotels. Yeah. I agree. I. I like that idea actually a lot, a lot. I think it's great. That like if they can prove that they can accommodate it, which I'm sure they can, because they hold massive UFC events, and I'm sure Caesar Palace alone could accommodate it. The, they're, I mean the, the whole there's the whole convention center there. Yeah. There's a convention center, in Las Vegas. Yeah. Right off the strip. You're a short Uber ride from anywhere, and you could stay anywhere you wanted. Yeah. That's true. It'd be great. It would. It would so be you fun. got, this would be the best thing, is you would spend all day enjoying San Diego Comic-Con. You would spend all night getting drunk and gambling. Yeah. Can you imagine walking into fucking San Diego Comic-Con with a fucking three-foot margarita? <laughs> with the that'd fu- be legit. With a fucking... With the they probably wouldn't thing. let you, but that'd be legit as fuck. Dude, you could, I mean, you could, you could go to a buffet, eat a great meal, shoot some craps, 
Yep. And then go get autographs. Oh, I gotta kill. I gotta kill an hour before this panel. Let me go play some slots. Let me go play some blackjack. You know what? You could. You, and then you know what? It would be easier too because, you know, when you're at San Diego, you're like, most people that are there are in the surrounding areas where you have to take a forty-five minute bus ride. Yeah. So you stay there all day in San Diego. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Inside the convention, doing the convention. Because yeah. Being in Vegas and being a five-minute Uber ride, or a, where shit, there's rows of taxis sitting at every casino. You just get yeah. a taxi and you just taxi back to your hotel. Yeah, you could take that two-hour nap, mm-hmm. walk, and then go right back to the convention and finish what you were doing. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. But that's just my thing. <laughs> my my gripe this year was San Diego Comic Con. And don't get me wrong, I love Comic-Con. I love the going last year. I can't wait to go again this year. But it's just been a frustrating ordeal. Getting to to the front door of San Diego Comic-Con is a big pain in the ass. Yeah, once you're there, it's fucking awesome. But just the shit you have to go through. From the second you decide you want tickets to the second you get into the front door, you're jumping through hoops. Yep. He's not not wrong. (laughs) We learned that in the hard way last year, but that's exactly it. Exactly it. But moving on, uh, before we wrap the show here, Dolph Lundgren wants to play Cable in the Deadpool sequel. Nope. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't look the part. Um, I don't know. Maybe if they cut his hair and he, because this is just an artist mock-up that we're looking at here. But maybe they cut his hair and he had more like a flat top, like he does in uh, uh, Rocky. Uh-huh. Then, then I can see it more. But yeah, I, I just don't see Cable in that picture. Um, no, I don't see it at all either. I don't think... I don't even know who could play Cable. No, I was just thinking about that, too. Like, I was I was just... I don't, I, could, I don't see anybody being able to play him. Like, all the names that they've riddled off of people who, like, could mm-hmm. play him, just... The only one I could actually see playing him is... Did you ever see um, Avatar? The Last Airbender? No, 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 no. The James Cameron one. Uh-huh. The, the military the dude, dude. The dude from Grandma's Boy? Is it the dude from Grandma's Boy? No. <laughs> the mili- the military dude. Yeah. That drives the giant mech. Because he already kind of had the... Yeah. The, yeah. I, I think he would play an awesome cable. Yeah. He could do it. And uh, do you want to finish off with our sad news as we say goodbye? Yeah. Go ahead. You want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eisner Award-winning comic book writer, artist, cartoonist, and animator Darren Cook passed away Friday, May 13th, and he was battling an aggressive form of cancer. Darren Cook was best known for his works on Catwoman, DC New Frontier, The Spirit, and Hunter, and before Watchmen. So it's sad. It is. It's very sad. I got. I have a personal, a personal grief to go along with this, because not only. <laughs> Did Darwin Cook pass away? But with him, shattered my dreams <laughs> of getting all 17 artists to sign my issue of Harley Quinn Zero. That is the only copy of Harley Quinn I have left because it was my goal from day one to get all 17 artists to sign that bad boy. How many do you have on it right now? Like 10? I only have 11 signatures left. <laughs> 11 signatures left. Out of 17? Well, I had 12, but now I had to mark him off the list because he's dead. So now I have 11 out of 17 left. And the hardest one to find is Charlie Adlar, and I'm going to get him at Comic-Con. Oh, it's San Diego. And Darwin Cook was, a, was one of the ones I needed. And now it'll only be 16 signatures <laughs> because he passed away. It's sad that he passed away, but then I'm sitting here like, God damn it. Because <laughs> not only that, but he has crushed my dreams, and that book will forever sit in my collection as a reminder of, you came close, but you just weren't good enough. Yep. It'll always remind you of the constant disappointment. The story of, of your life. life. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. How much a constant disappointment <laughs> your life is. Well, it says he had an aggressive form of cancer. What kind of cancer was he battling? Um, I don't know. I couldn't find out when I was researching it. I mean, it, it, I don't remember them talking about it for a long time. No. I don't even... No, I don't either. <clears throat> but... It's sad that he passed away. He was very young. He was only 53, wasn't he? Yeah. Very, very sad to hear. But Godspeed, Darwin Cook, you took my 
my dream with you. You've crushed my dreams. Um, God damn you, cancer. <laughs> yeah. God, fuck you, cancer. It's your goddamn fault. Fucking cancer. Bastards. But, um, <laughs> fucking cancer. What? It killed my dream, man. Not only did cancer take a life, it took my dream. I still remember the group text, the first thing you wrote when you saw he was dead. What? You said, God damn it. <laughs> now I can't get a signature. Yep. This is the story of my life. Yep, that's exactly, it's true. It's, it's always a constant reminder. <laughs> so close. That you came so close. Not quite enough. But not quite far enough. <laughs> you were running. You were ahead of the pack. You tripped and you fell. <laughs> and now you're last. That's exactly what that reminds me of. Is I was, uh, I, and I've looked online. I've not found anyone that's got all seventeen signatures, that at least has posted it for sale. I'm sure somebody does, but I was I was ahead of the pack. I tripped and fell, and now I'm dead last. I think what you need to do from here on out is pay attention to some of these group, Facebook group people. That that's what they do is they help you get. I just right. I just won't make another goal like that. I'm not gonna make a goal. I bet you. Seventeen I bet on you, one book is a lot. I bet you if I were to say, I'm gonna make a goal to get Stanley to sign a book by Comic Con. He dies. He dies two days before Comic Con. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying that's my luck. I won't say that because I don't want to put it. I don't want to put that on Stanley. I'm not crazy like Kyle. I'm gonna put a, a death date on him. But that would Which be my luck. It, he fucking. He, he broke right through that yeah, shit. Yeah, he did. He's a vampire. My fucking... He rallied. He fucking rallied. They're like, you got eye cancer. And Stan's like, no way, true believer, Excelsior. <laughs> and he fucking... Excelsior. And he fucking just powered through it. My gypsy spell didn't work. He just powered through it. But, um, but yeah, that's the end of our show for this week. That was the last topic. Good show. Good show. Show no, it wasn't a shitty show. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, as always, if you like the show, remember to like us and subscribe to us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud. Um, if you want to donate to us, Patreon, um, or if you wanted to donate to one specific episode, you can do it through PayPal. All of your stuff that you donate to us goes to helping us get new equipment, help us to keep the show running. Not a dime of it goes to funding trips to conventions we do that all out of our own pockets um because we not only enjoy reporting it but we enjoy experiencing it and it justifies that when you go to a convention you're like you know what they didn't meet you know I, i'm paying for this i'm gonna fucking have a good time right and do everything that i want to do yeah so but yeah um remember to leave us a review on itunes i think that's all i got i think that's it that's it you can hear us on SoundCloud, yep, SoundCloud. Podbean, mm-hmm. Stitcher. Yep. Remember to support your little comic book store. So yes, definitely. Keep, keep them bagged and boarded. There, there it gets <laughs> it too. Keep going, Kyle. Keep going. Uh, what else is there? That's it. That's it. Remember, we will be back on Thursday with another episode. Well, actually, on Friday with another episode of Comic Book Reviews. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. We will see you on Friday. Bye bye. Like we come from out of this world, be the real one, Bobby.